Yes, even more exclusive content from Sports Kita Wrestling on your podcast feed. And if you're enjoying it, why don't you just help us out and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're enjoying. And also check out all the other content we have. Top Story, new episodes of it nearly five days a week. Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw with Legion of Raw. And every Friday night, Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown and Rampage. Plus exclusive interviews and pay-per-view post shows as well. All on this feed. What is going on, everyone? It is the first Smack Talk of the new year. It is a Friday night. We got a lot to talk about. SmackDown, Rampage, a lot of... News breaking tonight for, for both brands uh, that are going to have implications on their next big shows. That includes Battle of the Belts tomorrow night. We got a card change there. Actually, we got two card changes there. And major announcement from WWE tonight concerning the Royal Rumble. Actually, we got a couple of those as well. Let's introduce the panel. As always, I am Rick Uccino. Thank you for joining us uh, here in the new year. SP3 and the wrestling legend himself. Man with the best stash in the business and uh, black and mild uh, this evening. Dutch Mantel, how's it going, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. But before we get started, okay. congratulations on your Cincy team. That's Monday night. Is it Monday night or Monday afternoon? Monday, well, they, Monday haven't, they haven't scheduled it yet. Because we got it's a not Monday? Game. Oh, the game? The, the yeah, time? They, gotta, they, don't, they don't know who uh, they're playing yet. Who? Cincinnati? What? Talking about the Bengals, right? No, I'm talking about the real stuff, the college football. You not see, that, season's not over. That, I, but they have the game coming up. What game? They're who over. Was, They're done. They lost. Uh, who won the Who won the national championship? It's Monday. Georgia oh. and Alabama. Georgia. And Alabama. I thought you were talking about the Bengals making the the, the oh, I was talking about the Bengals. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. So. Well, so that is the game. That, that is the game I was talking about. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, we, listen, brother. I didn't watch three hours of this bullshit, <laughs> and it screwed me up. I can't even remember my damn name. Please, seriously. Uh, I think I think states that want to abolish capital punishment, they need to put the condemned down in the chair, just cut out the capital punishment, and tie a leg down and one arm and put a shelf there with a cyanide pill on it and turn on the TV and have him watch SmackDown till he takes himself out. It'd take about 20 minutes. He said, I, I can't take his crap. Bam. He's gone. So he kills himself instead of the state doing it. It's not a bad idea. I thought. What do you think, Rick? You don't like it? I mean, Dutch coming in hot. I didn't think the show was that bad. <laughs> it, it I was. mean... Listen, I, mean, I also found the cure for insomnia. Watch SmackDown. I mean, if you're gonna, <sighs> I mean, if you're gonna, if, if you're gonna uh, give me the option of taking the cyanide pill or watching Happy Talk over and over and over again on repeat until the end of my days, I'd probably, you know, what take, I'm saying. Uh, take that cyanide pill. See, but that's what just Happy Talk. Until Happy Talk, I thought the show was all right tonight. Like the show itself, it was fine. It wasn't great. No, it's not. It wasn't, it wasn't that shiny. I've seen worse. I've seen a lot worse than, than that first hour and 
20 minutes or so until Happy Talk happened. The main event was pointless. Well, but, but wait a minute now. Happy Talk, you're biased against him anyway. You've How never liked him. biased against him? It is Sid, is he biased against Corbin? Slightly. Slightly yes, he has he been, is. he's been, has but, been uh, against but, Corbin but, since he turned but his But I will have around. to agree with Rick. He sucked double this time. Him and Madcap. They just sucked. The only part about it was uh, was Madcap dressing up like Drew McIntyre, which was pretty good, I thought. But then they went ahead and killed it by having a match. That's the problem with it. Uh, keep going, Rick. I'm listening to you. Entertain me. Sid, what was your uh, what was your overall thoughts uh, on SmackDown tonight? We we know Dutch hated it. Overall, what did you what did you think? Um, outside of the opener, I agree. I agree. The opening, I agree with Dutch. It was a boring show. Um, I think that Charlotte Flair and Naomi had a dec- a decent match that just went way too long. And then at the end, it was exactly the same finish we've been seeing for Naomi for the past three months. So did I really need it to be 20 minutes? No. <laughs> no, I didn't need it to be 20 minutes to get to the same result. Yeah, You've been then, given to me in three-minute matches. Now you're going to give me a 20-minute match? Yeah, like, and that's they're, in the same, they... they're in the same spot now they were before the show aired. Yeah. Nothing was advanced. It's the same old, same old. Yeah, that's what I said. Like the only thing that mattered on this show was that opening segment. Everything else, I did not need to watch it, and I would, I could go into next week exactly Thanks. feeling the same because nothing changed anywhere else. All there, all this was from this show was the opening segment and the announcement for the Royal Rumble, which, well, Johnny, I Knox, mean, you can, Johnny that could go either got way. In. Johnny yeah, Knoxville and, got in. And I guess the Johnny Knoxville thing would be the third biggest story coming out of this show, which tells you everything you need to know Absolutely. about this show. <laughs> Did it seem to you guys like they were running shorthanded tonight? It they just seems like that every week. Yeah, it seems like that. Every week. Week. Yeah, like that I mean, more so than usual. I mean, more so. It just seemed like when they run a 20, a 20 minute women's match and a 20 least, minute uh Main event, whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, that, that just screamed to me like they didn't have the entire roster available, which is entirely a possibility <laughs> considering where we are with COVID-19 these days. That's entirely a possibility, but that just screamed to me that, and especially since we just got another Usos New Day match six days after a New Day Usos match with no explanation of why this match was happening, <clears throat> I thought that they were going to use the main event to, to progress the Reigns... I did too. Thing even further, and then it just ends clean, and then that's the show. And then, oh hey, here's Seth Rollins. Like, I don't know what the hell WWE is doing, <laughs> and I think they don't know what the hell they're doing. Hell, I don't know. Roman Reigns getting COVID nineteen and not being able to compete at day one has been a major wrench in all of the Royal Rumble plans. But when you look at it on the on the whole, now we're getting Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar and presumably Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. I can't complain like the, the destination. And this is something we've been talking about ad nauseum since what we started this damn show. The destination is going to be great. The journey to get there ain't going to make any damn sense. Nope. And okay. I mean, I, I, I can complain, but I guess I kind of can't either. So F it. Let's just break down the damn show. Shall we? Okay, before we get get into the show, 
all the all the talent releases they had this week, and the office releases. Why are they doing that? Vince is pissed. Well, don't don't both of you jump at the same time to answer me? I mean, I, aren't they going in a different direction? They don't want their new talent at NXT to have any wrestling experience. That's not no, 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 no. They they want to start uh, a new. They want a clean a clean sheet basically. So they are taking out the entire Triple H team that he assembled for NXT, and Vince and Brutes are gonna probably put in their team that they think are gonna be the ones that can kind of get this roster where they need to be to get called up to the main roster. Am I saying that's a smart decision? Uh, a fully thought out decision, none of the above. All I'm saying it was a decision. It was that. It was definitely that. But I, I mean, firing William Regal may be one of the most absent-minded things that WWE has done in quite some time because he is responsible for a lot of the stars on the main roster, for the the success of NXT, for all the people that they've been able to sign. And so it's just letting him go. is just the most baffling decision that WWE has done. It's quite some time. If, if you're running a developmental show, which let's be honest, this isn't the NXT black and gold. This isn't, you know, the, the NXT that won survivor series over raw and SmackDown. Those days are long gone. You're not you don't have Johnny Gargano there beating the drum anymore saying, hey, look, we're just as good. We're not developmental. This is a developmental show. Now you are running a developmental wrestling show and you are telling people you don't need William Regal and Samoa Joe there to help progress the young talent. You can't use them in some way, shape or form. If that is your thought process, you are doing it wrong there. there there's just. There's just no defending it. There's there's just not. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if Vince is pissed at Triple H. I don't know if it's a money thing. I don't know what the motivation is behind letting a guy like William Regal go. It makes no damn sense to me. None. You release Samoa Joe twice in less than a year. <laughs> what are we and, doing? But he has a record now. I, I'm I'm well, I'm just going to be the twice. I'm going to be the one to say this because I haven't heard a lot of people say this and maybe people don't, you know, Uh-oh, I, I don't want to get comes. beat up. I don't want to get beat up by Samoa Joe. Trust me. I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe. I've been a fan of Samoa Joe since his ring of honor days, he TNA, undefeated streak, all of that. I don't feel bad for him. Not at all. I'm not going to put him in the same breath as William Regal letting him go because at the end of the day, you re-sign with a company that lets you go in the middle of a pandemic. What the hell did you think was going to happen, my dude? Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't feel bad for him and I can't keep the same energy for him that I got to keep for William Regal. William Regal. We, I'm not no, 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 feel, I'm not no, no, no. to feel bad for him. No, no, no. But you, you rationalize you, it. All I'm saying is that you just put him in the same sentence as William Regal, and I think it's two do- totally different situations. William Regal was a lifer that has been there for so many years and has assembled the roster not only in NXT but on the main roster. So he thought he was good. Samoa Joe re-signed with a company that fired him a month before. Like, he he re-signed with them the week, the week of he talked to Triple H and was like, oh, Triple H got me. I'm going to re-sign. So I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not asking you to feel bad for him, and I'm not putting him in the same exact category as William Regal. What I'm saying is, is those are two guys with a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of talent that can help a developmental program, and you're sitting here actively saying you don't need either one of them. That's all I'm doing when I'm lumping those two together. It's mind-boggling to me. Dutch, explain it. What? What the well, hell are they doing? I don't feel. I don't feel bad for. It. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what you said. I'm not. No, I do. I do I'm feel bad. Asking for you to rationalize hey. it. What is the thought process there? No, where you, you have make, a guy like? You, just focus on William Regal. How the hell you let William Regal go? Well, I think they want to go their own. They want credit for it. I don't think they want to give Triple H credit for it because that was his team. And I think they want to start anew. And if they're successful, so see, we knew what we were doing. But I don't think they're going to do it. I, I just don't. Do you? I mean. Well, you're going to try to get a bunch of entertaining singers and dancers they might not want to take a suplex off that top rope. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's not act like every major superstar is some indie darling. I mean, you've got former college football athletes and, and Olympic, you know, gymnasts and things like that who have come in and become professional wrestling superstars. They're looking for people with that it factor, right? Like they want guys who can come in and put on a show who, yes, can also wrestle. So I, I understand that because it is a variety show. You know, you, you don't want I'm trying to think of a guy who's really, really good in the ring, but has absolutely no personality whatsoever. You don't want a bunch of Dominic Mysterios is basically what I'm saying. A guy who can wrestle, but has absolutely no personality whatsoever. and Nobody cares about. I'm sure there are some people out that was that sounded kind of mean. I'm sure there are people out there who care about Dominic Mysterio, but I, I just don't. He was very rough tonight, Rick. Am I? You're I very know. unforgiving. I've had a rough day. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to everybody. I understand Man. the thought. I think people, when people look at it and they say, well, WWE, oh, they don't want to go to the indies. They don't want real wrestlers. I mean, I don't necessarily know that that's Wait a minute. what the thought process is. Des Dutch has just completely disappeared. No, I'm here. I'm here. It, I am. I was going to say, did Malachi Black just show up? Because we just had all, did. We just had all the lights go out and there was going to be a black mask. But, I mean, you have... You've got all walks of life, all different people who have come from all over the place. I read. Walked into WWE off of out of college football, like The Rock, like Roman Reigns, and have become superstars. So I mean, that's just what they're looking for right now. They're trying something different. They got they got two guys right now in NXT that are are can't miss. At least you would think that way. WWE has missed with a lot of can't miss people as of late. But, I mean, you got Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes who are as can't miss, as can't miss, as can't miss. So, we'll see how they come out of it. Is NXT 2.0 a better show than NXT? Hell no. Hell no. But it's not about creating a good show. It's about creating your next generation of main event stars. And right now, they got two guys that is working right now. I need to watch that show one time just so I know what you guys are talking about. So, Tuesday night, right? You should watch this past Oh, I don't watch NXT. I've watched 10 million matches, 10 million shows. So for something to get me to watch something, I need to read some really good hype on it. It was it was good this week. I'll give you I'll give you it better was than good. SmackDown. Yeah, better than this episode. Yes. Hey, a dog sure. taking a poop in a corner was better than SmackDown tonight. To be fair. Yeah, to and Emma's more exciting too, by the way. To be fair. All right. Well, hey, those two Vikings, I don't yeah, I, I sent you guys a message. 
you couldn't get heat on them if you had a gallon of kerosene and a lighter and doused them with it. it was yeah, just you impossible. could. You could on the Vikings, just not if you're Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin. I don't think you'd get it on the Vikings either. I, I've seen it. I've seen people get heat on the Vikings, just not Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin. Well, okay, maybe I'm judging it from that match. There was no heat generated. Mm-hmm. So... To be fair, anyway, to be Johnny fair, Knoxville, to be fair, those same Johnny people Knoxville had to sit through Russell. happy talk. They had to sit through happy talk, Dutch. What do you expect them to, to react after that? Oh, my God. <laughs> but the good thing is Johnny Knoxville made the rumble. And God. Boy, they had spot. that, for a guy who wasn't qualified before the start of the night, boy, they had that render ready to go. Oh, like, they already good. had the photo shoot and everything for a guy who was still campaigning at the start of the show they had that ready ready to go <laughs> all he had to do was throw someone over the top rope that's all he had to do well uh, hopefully my back frees up i'm gonna make my way to a smackdown and toss somebody over the top rope so you could get in too rick that's that's what i'm saying i just need my back to heal up you got more wrestling experience than johnny Knoxville has that is actually a true statement that is. That is a very, very true statement. I'm gonna start but, campaigning for you, Rick. I, I I appreciate that. I'm not medically cleared. Uh, I'll I will say mentally uh, cleared or medically cleared. I was about to say <laughs> medically, mentally. Eh, it is what it is. But um, I will say this much about Johnny Knoxville: I have no problem whatsoever with him being in the Royal Rumble. I really don't. I think he is a guy who is going to come in, and for what this is worth, he is going to be the best celebrity appearance in a Royal Rumble match or in a WWE match because he's going to do something stupid. He's going to do something stupid. He's going to take a big bump. It's going to be hilarious. There's going to be at least some form of a payoff. He'll probably eliminate Sami Zayn from the Royal Rumble, which will piss me off. But I will actually enjoy watching Johnny Knoxville in a WWE ring. I have no problem with him doing it. because well, he I- is entertaining. I feel like he's going to do something entertaining. There's going to be some kind of a spot. Maybe Walter shows up and chops the ever-loving hell out of him. He's going to do something stupid. It's going to be worth. <laughs> it's going to be worth watching Johnny Knoxville. This isn't going to be Drew Carey who went out there, stood there in a ring while the Hardy Boys eliminated themselves, and then Kane came out and put his hand on his throat, and he was like, "Oh crap! Now I'm out of here." And that was it. This this is going to be better than that. So for what it's worth, I still think it's going to be uh, it's going to be entertaining. I have no problem with Johnny Knoxville in the Royal Rumble. I don't. Let me ask you something, Rick, and you two said, have you ever seen the Johnny Knoxville special or documentary on the wonderful whites of West Virginia? Have you ever seen that? Uh, no. Nope. If you can see it. Do I want to? Yeah, you, you'd enjoy it. Is It's actually uh, very uh, entertaining. It is. But it's not about him. He just did the documentary on it. It was good. These people are these people are real people in West Virginia that are like legends there. So, and I watched it. I went, "What the hell is this?" But I got to watching it. You talk about some crazy ass people. So that's that's what he documented. It was good. The last thing I saw with Johnny Knoxville in it was Men in Black Two. Says it all. Says it all, ladies and gentlemen. We got a uh, super chat <laughs> yeah. donation here that from uh, Jason Robbins, who says, "Oh, that's the me- that's Abdullah the Abdullah that's stories the went to his restaurant. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Any Did Abdullah you- stories, uh, Dutch? Yeah, he almost killed me one night in Puerto Rico. 
Well, let's the, get this show started, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I just went to the ring and, you know, I had the bull whip. And so he just beats the shit out of you. It starts, you know, he goes before the bell rings and boom, boom, boom. So we do the walk around the ring and he's beating the shit out of me. And then I give him a damn, I kick him in the, below the belt and he sells a second. Then I get the whip and they come up. Brother, I lashed the shit out of him. And then finally, of course, he, he took it away from me and choked my ass out and then got a hanger and wrapped it around my neck. Hell, before somebody got there, I was almost choked out. He did he hit you with the crap. fork? Did he hit you with the fork? Oh, God. Hell, he did that 1,500 times. But, but anyway, it was actually for Puerto Rico style. They loved that. You know, so I just, it was a DQ like, like most Abdullah matches are. But, and one thing about Abdullah, if he don't want to do something, he just don't do it. You won't be drop kicking him. And of course, I don't do that stuff anyway. But you won't be slamming him and suplexing him. Because it's like trying to remove a refrigerator. That's what it is. Because you, you just can't, if he don't want to go, he don't go. So that's why he can just beat, that's why he got over in Japan. Because he just beat the hell out of those kids. That's why Brody got over in Japan. He beat the hell out of them. And Stan Hansen. They just beat those kids up. And they were urged. And uh, they were told to, to beat the crap out of these kids. So, And that's how they got over. To the big stars finally hit the ring. Then they'll start, they'll start walking the dog with them. But they were like a first, second, third match, fourth match guy. Oh, it was, it was, it was just a slaughter. They didn't. He just beat him up. Didn't hurt him, but he didn't give him nothing. So, and you don't know what life is like to elbow drop, uh, to El Abdullah drops an elbow on you. He didn't drop an elbow. He drops like the right half of his body on you. He weighs 400 pounds and he can hurt you and not mean to. But if you don't have sense enough to move over a little bit, then you need to get hurt. So, but anyway, that's my Abdullah story. All right, well, gonna, I'll send you the tape of it. I got the tape of it. Oh, when I was in the tape that I got, you know, they were getting that so Abdullah could send it out to Japan. But when I whipped him, guess what? They took all that out. <laughs> so that's, that's just wasted. They said, oh, we're going to send it to Japan. So, hey, take this out here. <laughs> but they didn't tell me. I, but I had, no, I had no need for it anyway, but I would like to have seen it in there. So that's my Abdullah story for the night. Keep getting your. Uh, I'm, I'm just. I just want to say, um, you know, maybe they they removed it because you know, having a, a black man being whipped on their tape wasn't the type of material. They Brother, wanted. believe me, in Puerto Rico, twenty years ago, they did not give a shit because they whip whip black people themselves. So. See, in, in Puerto Rico, you have Puerto Ricans, and then you have Haitians. See what I mean? Yes. And the Haitians, they're treated like crap down there. And no, they didn't take it out because of any kind of a racism. I knew this was going to come up tonight in some shape <laughs> or form. But they didn't take it out because of that, because Abdullah didn't want it to go to Japan and have them see it. Mm. That's why. So if I'd known that, I'd have whipped him more. I'd actually shot him. I just put out a gun and shoot the son of a bitch. You know? 
So SmackDown tonight. Uh, we, okay, SmackDown. Yeah, let's dive into that. Wait so, a minute. The the opening part of the show, the only part of the show that both of you guys thought was actually any good tonight. Uh, Roman Reigns does return, which was great to see him back after he was pulled from day one uh, due to COVID protocols. Uh, he was back within the uh, five days, and we immediately got that title for title tease, that match that everybody believes will be going down at WrestleMania at some point, even though we have a Royal Rumble winner that we got to shoehorn in there some way, somehow. The Paul Heyman thing, though, was the the most uh, interesting part of all. That was good. That was good. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman feels like a, a, a jilted lover. Like this is coming off more like a love triangle story than anything. And he basically <laughs> got two abusive husbands and think, one and, yeah. and one abused wife. Uh, which Both of them have Heyman. abused him. Yes, they have. And it's like Roman was dogging him. And then Lesnar starts dogging him. And then Roman's like, no, 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 no. You Don't can't talk, talk to, him. to him like that. Only I can talk to him like that. Don't you do that to him. And yeah, the whole thing. That was Paul good. Heyman, Paul Heyman again playing his role uh, really, really well tonight. But this is definitely a uh, might be the best love triangle story that WWE has ever put out on television, Sid. And then we went to the rest of the show. <laughs> so then we all went to sleep. Uh I very much enjoy this. I very much enjoy Paul Heyman being the hot chick in this love triangle and that you have two grown men, two that of the has biggest. To be the first time in history that Heyman's been described in such a way. The hot he's chick a, in he's the, the hot chick. He's the hot chick in this whole scenario. He is the Joey to the PC and Dawson that is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. So this uh, it, it is what, very what entertaining. What reference was that? Oh, that was a that was a that, that's a that's a deep cut. That's a Dawson's Creek reference. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, but uh, I just love I just love the whole dynamic. The fact that it's still very interesting, even so that uh, Paul Heyman has been fired uh, by Roman Reigns and has realigned with with uh, Brock Lesnar. You would think that you know he's just going to be antagonist to Roman Reigns. No, he's very he's heartbroken. He's he, he is he is still he is still very bitter at the fact that Roman Reigns fired him and Roman Reigns still has some type of attachment to him. So I love that we got this quick little this this little instances from each of these characters where you know where they're at right now and you see the differences between before day one and after day one now. That's a good angle because now it's wide open. Mm -hmm. They can go anywhere they want to go with it. And this is ultimately going to come down to, to Paul Heyman's decision because Paul Heyman, he only ran back. Did I say that months ago? He only ran back to Brock Lesnar because Roman Reigns dumped his ass. That's yeah, the only to reason why he went back to Roman Reigns. He went to he he went back to his to his ex because his his new relationship didn't work out. And he was like, "Baby, I'm sorry. Take me back, Brock. This, this I I thought this was the the person who was going to take me to the promised land, and it didn't turn out that way. So whoever Paul Heyman decides to align himself with." It's going to be his choice. Ultimately, I think it's going to end up being Roman Reigns because, or whoever they want to be the baby or the the heel coming out of this. Because ultimately, I think Paul Heyman works better as a heel. Listening Heyman, tonight, who listening tonight? Who is the baby face between those oh, two? Brock, without Brock. question, right now. Definitely Brock. Definitely, definitely Brock. Because Brock, uh, Brock doesn't need Paul Heyman right now. Paul Heyman was the mouthpiece for 
heel Brock, who never said or really did anything of, of substance other than Suplex City. This Brock Lesnar is fantastic. He could do his own Paul Heyman impersonation, which was damn good tonight. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> Babyface Brock is highly entertaining, and I know that they have always wanted Roman Reigns to be the most over Babyface star in the company, but Brock Lesnar's it right now, man. Like, we've been talking about who's going to step into that top babyface role that Daniel Bryan left on SmackDown. It's Brock Lesnar. Who would have thought that Brock Lesnar would be the top babyface in the entire freaking company, but it is working. It is working. No opponents. Only only Roman. So we're back, we're back to square one. That's the problem. I think it's going to be the problem. I think they're getting by on the fact that Brock is so hot right now because this is a storyline that's been going on since August, ladies and gentlemen. This has been since August, and there hasn't been anything very, like, the only thing, key things that they've done is Roman firing Heyman, and that took four months to get to, and then and then Heyman realigning with Brock Lesnar. And all of that has happened in the past two, three weeks, so... It's just like they they got to figure out of how to keep this very interesting. Like they did a good job of showing the differences in how everybody is feeling after day one. But you have now three more months. If you're going to if this is your WrestleMania main event, you have to keep it interesting, which I'm fearful. I don't know if they're able they're going to be able to do that. Oh, I think they'll be able to keep it going. If they took this long to get to here. How long is WrestleMania? Twelve weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they can well, get through twelve weeks. weeks or nine weeks, whatever it is. So, but the first the first uh, segment was very good. Yeah, and it, it does leave a lot of open ended uh, possibilities. Again, you you have the Royal Rumble winner that you're going to have to figure out something with, and I know Sid has talked about this before on on our new program, by the way, the Believe uh, in Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on the Believe Podcast. Ne- podcast network please follow us there uh make sure to hit us up on uh, youtube there believe in pro wrestling that's spelled b-l-e-a-v by the way um you know there's two nights of wrestlemania you can do something with the royal rumble winner on one night and brock versus roman on another night the question is will what will both of these guys still be champion by the time wrestlemania rolls around we do have brock versus bobby lashley at the Royal Rumble, and now it appears as though we are going to have Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and if you believe Dave Meltzer, Seth Rollins was supposed to walk out of the Royal Rumble, or not the Royal Rumble, out of day one with the WWE Championship, so could they just put the Universal title on him and say that's the way to move forward, is we'll just flip the titles around and we'll move forward with our plans as what they were beforehand? Who knows? All I know is right now none of this makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, because we're talking about the Raw, the everybody's looking at the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion fighting at WrestleMania. Now we got a Raw guy who is going for the the SmackDown Championship. We could have the Impact Women's World Champion going up against Charlotte Flair at freaking WrestleMania if they, if they really wanted to go that direction. Nothing makes sense. But I will say this much, and somebody else brought it up in the chat, and I I, I missed the comment there. They're talking about a, wanting to see a title unification match. Mm-hmm. And with Seth Rollins now bouncing around all over the place and Brock Lesnar being uh, a, a a free agent bouncing on whatever show he wants and the fact that the rosters aren't as deep anymore, do you guys get the sense that they are laying the seeds to end the brand split? To unify the title? Unify the titles, unify all the titles and the brand split, period. End of story. Well, don't, if you unify the title, don't you leave 
Raw or SmackDown. That's what shorts. I'm saying. Ending the brand split. Ending the and, brand split, and the champion can go on what anybody can go on whatever the damn show they want if you end the brand split. Well, I kind of like that idea anyway, because you can really shake your show up if you have a bunch of other talent. I mean, they got a bunch of other talent now. We just never see them, and I don't know why. See, we're gonna talk about Rampage in a minute. That's the one of the beauty about Rampage. You don't you don't see the same people two or three weeks in a row, right, Sid? Yep. And that's I, how you get to know I, these people. I hate to tell you all this. Ending the brand split is not going to solve this. It Literally, we're just going to see the same people for three hours of Raw and the same people for two hours of SmackDown. Like, I've lived through WWE ending the brand split and putting one roster on both shows. That don't that works worse than the brand split. For all the things people say bad about the brand split, it is much better in giving more people opportunities than one roster on both shows. Y'all can hope for it and y'all can wish for it, but I'll be the one here when it sucks telling you I told you so. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm I'm with you. Don't get hot about they, it. I don't think they should end the brand split. I'm just saying, does it seem like they're moving that direction? Yeah, it does. It how can you how can you tell it it just I it mean, just seems like either either we're getting we're going to one champion that goes on both shows which i think is the more is the more suitable you know way a solution than just ending the brand split it's having one world champion having one women's champion and having one tag team champion that goes on both shows you don't need the whole roster on both shows but you need one champion for those divisions and if those superstars if you just had becky lynch as the women's champion on both shows if you just had Roman Reigns as the world champion on both shows, and if you just had the Usos as tag team champions on both shows, I feel both shows would be stronger that way. I, than I believe that too because now your champion wrestles who's the strongest on the show. Right. Yep. And then when you go on tour, they wrestle one of the strong opponents. Of course, you'd exactly. have more stronger opponents on two shows than you're going to have on one. And it alleviates the biggest problem of, okay, well, now the who, who the hell does Roman Reigns, if he does come out of WrestleMania, still your universal champion after all of this is said and done with Brock, who's his next challenger on SmackDown? He doesn't have one unless unless Drew McIntyre is healthy enough uh, at that point. Uh, you know, he is actually out with a, a, a legit neck injury that was storyline, but it's still real. He does have a neck injury. Who knows how long he's going to be out? We wish him a speedy recovery. But if Drew's not there at the end of WrestleMania season, I genuinely don't know who challenges Roman Reigns. And that is an issue. Unless they just hot shot Braun Breaker up to the main roster, I don't know what the hell you're going to do uh, with Roman Reigns. So having one champion but still a brand split, Sid, I wholeheartedly agree with you, and that does not happen very often. I think if you're going, I think that would eliminate a lot of problems. I, I think it really would eliminate a lot of problems. Um, with and both with the women's division as well, uh, but I think it would eliminate a lot of problems with the men's more than anything because you have a ton of main eventers in the women's division. What you don't have is a ton of main eventers. You have main event level talent, but you don't have people who are booked into the main event on the men's roster right now. Yeah, you just don't. They could have done that with Big E. But no, they decided to just unceremoniously end his uh, his title reign. So we move on to the uh, next part of the uh, 
The night, which was our first match, the bell finally rings for the first match at 826. And less than a minute later, we go to commercial break. Uh, and it's uh, Rick Boogs versus Sami Zayn. Oh, God. Oh, I totally forgot that match happened. I'll be honest. I'm not going to lie with y'all. Like, I, I knew the Sami Zayn part happened backstage with Johnny, with Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. I knew yeah. Johnny Knoxville came out and eliminated him. But I totally forgot that was the match that happened beforehand. Well, it's a good thing you forgot because the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, but of course, was pinned by uh, Rick Boogs and then dumped over the top rope by Johnny Knoxville. The, the first Intercontinental title feud that we've had in literally months uh, is off to a, uh, a rip-roaring start here, Dutch. Oh, I hate I hate Rick Boogs, or whatever his <laughs> name is. I hate the song. I mean, they just knock a mural. He just stands outside. They don't do nothing with him. Nothing. Nope. Nope. No, he just they? stands out there and makes faces, and then he does. He does the lay down in the ring, and and here's the thing. I bet you, Sami Zayn wins the damn title from him too. I bet you he does. Hey, Dutch. Yeah. You you remember when Kevin Cullum said uh, Rick Boos and Shitsuke Nakamura had the best entrance in wrestling? You remember that? Y'all remember that? You remember that, Rick? I, I do. Shouts out to Kev Cullum. We uh, love you, Kev. They do not have the best interest in wrestling. <laughs> that lasted long. That ain't that, that tweet aged well. Oh God. Hey, Pat Horrible. McAfee still thinks it's the best entrance in all of wrestling. And even that's you know, they, they need now. to do something with with uh McAfee. They need to snatch him out of that chair and beat the crap out of him and throw him in the ring. Really? That'd be different. He can actually wrestle, bad. though. He's wrestled. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. and let him do that. He did the he did the the Cole thing, right? He was he and was great Brady. on commentary. I'm sorry, him saying that that uh, COVID uh, that, that COVID tested positive for Roman Reigns. That was the best. That was the best line of the night. He Peter had a lot Cole. of good. He had a lot of good one liners tonight. Yeah, I I still think Pat McAfee is one of the best parts of this show. I think he's spectacular. He's taken to this role like a duck to water. He's something that we haven't really seen before he maybe makes a couple of too many like sports like deep sports references on the show dude no oh, no but at random points he just talks about sports and then just goes right back to wrestling it's just like it's very jarring like he out of nowhere was just like i i, I hope matthew stafford doesn't draw an interception this weekend Oh yeah, nice headlock. I'm like, I'm like what? But that I'm that, like, was, that was right after the Fox promo for NFL this weekend. They though. did. They missed the promo though. They the promo ran across the screen. He totally missed it. And then a minute later, he was like, "I hope Matthew Stafford don't throw an interception." Oh yeah, headlock in the like. No, that was jarring. That was very jarring. <laughs> but he he's so, I don't know, man. He's just so random. He's just so damn random, and it it works. But yeah, there are okay. Some is Vince is doesn't... Vince there when they? Oh, he, yeah. Does he go for SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. More often than not, is he still in his ear? Probably. Yeah. God, that might be a problem too. <laughs> he screams at him. I've been. Well, in the I've, I've heard. I've heard horror stories. Oh my God! I've been in that gorilla position. He is literally screaming. God. Blah 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 blah. Say this. Oh, and he gets red. I said, "Damn." The, and then they finally get around to saying it. It took you long enough. Uh, it's brutal. <laughs> That's when you see those announcers come around and they all got their heads down. 
he beats the crap out of them mentally. But it's you've his had, show. You've had, you've had announcers just quit because they don't want to. Didn't Mick Foley just quit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't getting, take that. Getting yelled in his ear. I don't blame him. I think Renee talked about that, too, how that was yeah. uh, difficult for uh, for her to get comfortable. To, with. to say the least. Yes. But, yes, yes uh, after the match, Johnny Knoxville came down, eliminated uh, Sami Zayn, and earned his opportunity into the men's Raw Rumble match. I'll say this much. The jackass theme really works as a as a as a wrestling theme. He did. Yes, it, did. it really does. It really does. Works great. I think Johnny Knoxville is going to do great at the Royal Rumble. I really do. I'm looking forward to seeing him get his ass kicked. But he's also probably going to toss Sami Zayn for the Royal Rumble, and there will be. A I, I just want them to do like ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Like the pause in the building, and then they cut to Gorilla position, and he just says, "Hi, my name is Johnny Knoxville, and this is the Royal Rumble." <laughs> and then he goes out. That would that be would work. Best. Yeah. Well, what that he should, would be, be he should take some firecrackers and throw them under Vince's seat and not tell him. <laughs> That'd be a hell of an opening. Of course, he'd be fired for the for the show. Do you think the <laughs> rest of the Jackass crew, like Steve-O or somebody, comes out and like helps him eliminate Could. somebody? No, we don't want Steve O anywhere in WWE. It didn't go well last time. That's if true. you if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, after the show is done in YouTube search bar, put uh, Steve O Umaga WWE. Just put that, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Johnny Knoxville gets a 24 seven title belt. That's something I could get behind. I could see that. I could definitely see that. He would have no problem pinning Dana Brooke. Not a not a problem at all. That might end up getting him eliminated from the damn Royal Rumble if he's got the 24-7 title down there. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of Johnny Knoxville leading up to uh, the Royal Rumble, and he's entertaining. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Oh, he is. Yeah. So Charlotte Flair comes out to uh, cut a promo. No more uh, Tony Storm there for her to compete with. And then she just flat out takes us to the Titantron and says, here are your competitors for the Women's Royal Rumble, and they run down... 18 of the competitors for the women's Royal rumble and about a third of the way through. I thought this was a gag. I thought it was a joke. I thought they're like, this is some kind of Charlotte, like pumpkin kind of thing where she's like at the end of it, going to reveal that nobody in the history of wrestling <laughs> can beat her and she's better than everybody. Cause then they showed summer Ray and I'm like, well, that's weird. They wouldn't say that summer Ray is going to be in it. Oh, the Bella twins are going to be, they wouldn't just announce that the Bella twins are going to be in it. Impact world champion, Mickey James literally released from WWE last year is going to be in the Royal rumble. What? Lena gonna be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Kelly Kelly going to be in the Royal Rumble. What? What in the hell is going on? My brain froze. My brain literally froze at what I was watching because I didn't know if it was legitimate. I'm trying to wrap my head around all of this. And more importantly, the biggest question that came across my head is why on God's green earth would you announce all of these surprise entrances ahead of time? Sid, explain it to me. WWE hates surprises. That's what I'm convinced of. And I've been convinced of this for a very, very long time. I've been convinced of this since 2017 
when Asuka was on an undefeated streak, the undefeated NXT Women's Champion, everybody was like, oh, I can't wait for Asuka to lose the title, get called up to the main roster. It's going to be a big surprise. Maybe it happens in a Women's War Rumble. Maybe she just shows up and challenges Charlotte or Bailey or Sasha. No, WWE just flashed that uh, sure, Asuka's going to debut at TLC 2017. That's when I knew WWE hates surprises, but this was another confirmation here. Like, like, do you understand how people really reacted if Mickey James was a surprise? Impact Knockout Champion Mickey James is showing up in the Royal Rumble. I'm just happy for Mickey as someone that was very much mistreated on her way out the door. The fact that she did not hold her tongue and was very honest with the way WWE treated her and the way WWE made her feel. She called them out, called called Nick Khan a Sopranos reject, and she got the call for the Royal Rumble? That is GOAT level. That is GOAT level right there. Mickey James, God bless you. I just interviewed her. You can check that out on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And she kind of teased it to me. I didn't know it then, but it was on it. When this announcement, when this announcement went down, it was like, oh wow, she kind of she kind of tipped me off because she told me and she was very adamant about the fact that she had a lot of unfinished business in WWE. She mentioned Charlotte Flair, she mentioned Becky Lynch, she mentioned all these ladies that she wanted to interact with. And now at the Royal Rumble 2022, she's able to do it. Congratulations for Mickey James. Now here's my question. What are the chances that she wins the damn thing? Because they have an opportunity here to do something that they have, and I talked about it at the beginning of the show, that nobody would have thought would ever have been possible. They could, if she does retain the title at Hard to Kill tomorrow She's night, losing tomorrow. You think they're going to lose? She, she's she's losing tomorrow. She was already losing tomorrow. So, I mean, <laughs> that's what that's, that's maybe, the other maybe, maybe, unless Impact Wrestling can get the Knockouts Championship on a WrestleMania, they might True. decide to keep it on her. We don't know how this is going to change things, but the, there is the possibility now of having Mickey James, the impact world champion against Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch, whichever one you want the SmackDown or raw women's champion on a WrestleMania. That's unfathomable. I'm going to be honest. I think Chris is on the money here. I think this, this will, what it, what it's going to lead to. She's in the raw rumble and then she's in the WWE hall of fame, uh, WrestleMania weekend. I think that, that is more likely to happen than her winning the Royal Rumble. Everybody lost their damn minds when, when Mickey James popped up. Once we realized that this was a, a legitimate thing and you saw a lot of people start tweeting out the forbidden door is open. Oh my God. WWE is working with impact impact. Knockouts champion was set on WWE TV impact tweeting out WWE Royal Rumble and vice versa and everybody losing their damn minds about what this could mean between both companies. What could this mean between both companies? It's a fair question to ask. Is this just a one-off? Is this dipping a toe, a toe into the water here? Or is this just impact loaning out some talent because WWE needs to fill out the Royal Rumble? What do you think Dutch? I think that I think they wanted Mickey James and she's not signed to anything with them. Right. No, she's on more of like a per date. She's on a daily. Uh, yeah. When she works, she gets paid. But she's not on contract that for a year or anything. No. That's what I think. They they need some names in there. So 
But they get rid of these people. Then they say, oh, wow. Well, she was still here now. We got somebody to go to. Forgetting that if she had stayed, they'd already killed her off anyway. So it, it, this this company is hard to hard get to get a read out. on. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, anybody, a, a first year wrestling person, could say well, what I think is, and he may be halfway on the money and not even know it, because it yeah. makes a lot of the stuff they do makes just totally no sense. Here's the other thing here. So it was actually 19 competitors that were announced because Charlotte Flair entered the Royal Rumble as the SmackDown Women's Champion, not to defend her title, but to say, hey, not to challenge Becky Lynch either, but to say, hey, if I win, I get to choose my own damn opponent. So that tells me, even though they had a 20 minute angle with Naomi here, there was nobody that they really wanted to book her against at the Royal Rumble. So they said, we got to get her on the card. They're going to shove her into the Royal Rumble. So we have 19 competitors which means 11 open spots. And if you look at the rest of the roster, Sasha Banks was not announced. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Zia Lee, probably a safe bet. And then two out of these three, uh, do drop Bianca and Lib Morgan, whomever doesn't uh, win on Monday and faces Becky Lynch. Alexa Bliss, after that, you still got six open spots. What about so Bailey? Maybe, was she ready? Maybe Asuka, maybe Bailey, if they're both healthy enough to come back. You still got some open spots. You still have room for some surprises, at least. So that could open things up for some NXT entrance, maybe some other impact people. So, again, I, I kind of lost my mind. Is I don't know why you – I understand announcing Mickey James because the internet lost their damn mind. Everybody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about her and impact in WWE. That's a headline grabber. I understand announcing her. Announcing some of the other ones, I don't quite understand, but I still think they got some surprises up their sleeve for the Women's Royal Rumble. At least I hope. I hope. And they Hard could just fill it out with NXT talent. Who knows? Well, they could. But I think they got enough names out there. They don't have to do that. I think yeah. they'll, 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 they'll put people in there people have some knowledge of anyway. Yeah. Bailey would be a big surprise. But like you Bayley's said, why would they announce all these all those surprise people on the board? Yeah, I say I say if Bailey's in it, she has to win because Bailey versus Becky is the biggest match they can put, and that could possibly that's probably the only women's match that could possibly main event WrestleMania this year. Even though I think uh, Sasha Banks is going to be the challenger on the SmackDown side, they haven't really. I mean, Charlotte Flair is not at that level where I feel like she should main event WrestleMania this year. Well, as of right now, I don't know what's going to happen between now and WrestleMania. Okay. Going to be interesting to find out. Then, of course, Charlotte and Naomi had their match. Shenanigans with Sonya and Suze. I, I, it's time to end this. Uh, it was great for a long time, but I, they got to figure out the end game to, to Sonya and Naomi. It's it, it's way past stale at this point. It's way past stale. I. Yep, it is. How yeah, much you, input? How much input does Vince have in the direction? Total. Yeah, well, he's the final say. I don't know if he has like input onto every little thing, but he's the person they go to to kind of get the the final clearance, basically. You see how confused we get, and there's three of us, <laughs> and we're just talking from the outside. 
what if you had 12 or 15 guys around the table and you're trying to come to a consensus on, on the way to go? I, it's, I, it's actually, it's, I, I think I, a, I, a full-time psychologist for WWE would make a killing. I, I think you would get <laughs> inside a, the building. I think you would get a lot of people uh, arguing and not being able to come to a consensus and then get a lot of kicking the can down the road, which is what we get. On a week, we'll just keep kicking that can down the road, and then all of a sudden, it's been three, four, five, six months, and we still don't know why Sonya Deville hates Naomi. Not even a clue. At least Pat McAfee and Cole are mentioning it on the broadcast now. Like, why does she hate her? We don't know. She just does. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move uh, ahead. Let's move Jeff ahead. Noy is asking, how about we got half a show done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Van Noy asking, how about Paige coming back? Nothing has been said about her for a long while. I would love to see it, but uh, it's of the same vein as, as Daniel Bryan and Edge for me. I'll believe it when I see it. I was very pleasantly surprised with both of them when they came back. Uh, I would love to see Paige back. I, I, I'm not going to bet on it, though. I'm, I'm just not. Uh, then we had Happy Talk. We uh, already talked about how much that sucked. Uh, they had a match with the Viking Raiders. Who cares? Uh, then we had uh, <laughs> Adam Pierce. I'm gonna I'm gonna expedite the rest of the show. Uh, we had Adam Pierce go backstage and basically say, "Hey, look, I get to choose Roman Reigns as challenger for the uh, Universal Championship." He uh, talks it over with Sonya, and then uh, we find out later in the night that uh, uh, it may be it may be Seth Rollins. It probably is going to be Seth Rollins, but I did like the interaction between Adam Pierce and Roman Reigns backstage, where Roman just didn't give a shit. He was like, whatever, pick whomever. He had that subtle little line drop there that said, hey, I've already beat everybody on this roster, which means SmackDown or people thought WWE thought maybe they'd pull somebody, another rabbit out of their hat. I saw people tweeting it, SPP. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes at those people. Like, yeah, why he ro- I, I saw that, simple. Rick. He did roll his eyes. He always rolls his eyes at me. He's just... No, I'm t- I'm rolling my eyes at those people. Like, who would? They- oh, they they're gonna bring in Moose. Yeah, yeah, Moose, Moose versus Roman Reigns, because that's what Vince McMahon would do. A lot of people thought Goldberg was going to be the choice, but uh, I-, I wouldn't have been surprised. I. I will say it was brilliant, though, at the end of the night, after the main event, which turned out to be just time filler. Entertaining at times, but still just time filler. The knock. Did anybody notice the knock? He did yeah. the shield theme as the knock. Yes. And then Seth Rollins comes in there and is just laughing at his face. And that's the end of the show. I Seth Rollins is brilliant. Uh, the, the shield knock was fantastic. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins is going to be great. This is probably the best match on paper that they could put at the Royal Rumble with Lashley and Lesnar there. So again, the matches at the Rumble, perfect destination as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't make a lick of sense, and the build is probably not going to be great. But damn it, that Royal Rumble is going to be awesome. And I think that's all people are going to remember at the end of the day. There you go. There you go. This is how WWE gets along. This is how they just keep going. It's how they keep going. As long as you have fun, that's all that matters. And we got a super chat donation here. Big super chat, big one. Thank you. What Roland, the hell, Roland Curtis, who says I think that Soul Brother in the chat is partially right. 
Heyman has a new... He called you so brother. No, he said in the chat. I'm oh, not in the chat. Oh, in the yeah, chat. Yeah, so yeah. brother in the chat. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Heyman has a new, younger, uh, better client, not Big E, but the recent uh, Olympic gold medalist, Gabe, Gable Stevenson, uh, who specifically said that he wanted Paul Heyman to manage him. Couldn't be. Yeah. I think, great that would be good, I think that would be a good way to go. Send some more money. I think that would be a good way to go with Gable. Send 50 bucks. I think that would be a good way to go with Gable Stevenson, to be completely honest with you, until he gets his feet wet as a performer. We know he's an athlete. We know he's got an amateur wrestling background, obviously. So he should pick this up very, very quickly, the, the in-ring part of it. But being an actual performer might be difficult. You could do a heck of a lot worse than, uh, than hooking Paul Heyman uh, up with him. Are we ready to move on to Rampage, ladies and gentlemen? Yep, I've been I've been ready since we started. Yeah, I have too. I'll say this much as far as the that opening match. I feel incredibly bad for Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas was on fire in that match with Adam Cole until his knee gave out, and it sucks. Hopefully, his knee is not that injured. But the way he, he couldn't even get up for the Panama Sunrise, he was down on the ground. Something serious happened there. Uh, that was the only injury to come out of Wednesday night that we didn't really get an update on. Uh, which, by the way, if you didn't hear about the update on Ray Phoenix, apparently didn't break his arm, just a really bad communication, which, Ooh. holy hell, that lucky. Just got to hope there's no se severe ligament damage, and that boy dodged a major bullet. Dude's wrist was almost touching his shoulder going the other way. That is, your arm don't bend that way. So he no. might have dodged a major bullet as long as there's no ligament damage there, but... Uh, Gotta hope Jake Atlas is doing great. He looked fantastic in this match tonight. And good on Adam Cole to realize there was a problem. He locked in a submission. It looked like shit because it didn't look like an actual submission. He just wrapped his feet around his leg. Yeah. But it was, he it, did the it, right it, thing. He did the absolute right thing. The, it pros pro. It looked like shit, but the ending was gonna look like shit anyway. It's just it's just a really bad situation. Where is that Jake Atlas? Where's he from? What's his background? Well, he was in NXT quite recently, and he was one of the uh, releases last year. Uh, and uh, I know he, he was out on the indies for a while, was a, a high-profile signing for NXT, didn't really get to do a whole lot for NXT, uh, and then they let him go, which they even mentioned that. Uh, uh, it was... Uh, God, I, can't remember the, I can't remember his name. Excalibur. Excalibur said that he and Adam Cole had been on the same show before, which was NXT. But they never had gone face-to-face. -face. So for a first matchup, I thought these guys did uh, really, really well together in the ring. Just sucks about the ending. Actually, it got Jake Atlas over that match by losing. Now people kind of know who he is. Yeah. So now he's easier to do something with. Once he's healthy. Anyway. I, thought, I thought he looked good. He he looked like he added on some weight and some muscle. Yes, uh, and it made him look, I thought the matchup was entertaining. And plus, the, the injury came at just the end when you could tell Adam Cole was about to finish him off. So it didn't. Right. the injury didn't take too much away from the matchup. So I thought it was a good opener to the show. I, you know, I'm wishing a speedy recovery for Jake Atlas because he showed a lot here. He got a high, he got featured on Dynamite to hype up this matchup as well. So you could tell that AEW is going to 
treat him a little bit more uh, prominently than a couple of the other signings that they've gotten most recently. So I'm hoping Jake uh, can get back quick. Good. So there was some other news that came out on Wednesday or came out maybe the day after that uh, Cody Rhodes would not be able to compete at tomorrow's Battle of the Belts to defend his TNT championship against Sammy Guevara. But it's Battle of the Belts, so they had to come up with something. And we found out what they came up with, and what they came up with doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, it is going to be Dustin Rhodes with the interim TNT championship. I guess, what, couldn't they just say he was going to defend it on behalf of Cody Rhodes? I, I, I don't He's know. not. He's not. This is to determine the interim TNT champion. This happens all the time in UFC. That's why I would look confused when you said it doesn't make sense. I was like, it makes I, a lot of sense if you watch sports. <laughs> I, I watch sports. I don't watch UFC. So explain. That's the sport. That's the that's the closest sport to what we're watching here. I don't watch UFC. I'm just saying. So explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. What the hell is this bullcrap? When a champion is injured in UFC and he was supposed to be in a scheduled fight, they get a replacement in and they determine an interim champion. So when the champion is healthy, they can do a champion versus champion match and produce a big a big high profile match. So AEW is just taking on UFC, UFC type, uh, type booking. So, so basically Sammy Guevara is going to win tomorrow night and then he's going to be the interim TNT champion. And then they're going to do interim TNT champion, Sammy Guevara against TNT champion, Cody Rhodes at some point down the line. Correct. Okay. That makes sense to me. Exactly. So Cody, Cody's a champion right now, right? So he can't make it. Yes, yeah, what he didn't make what, what didn't make sense outside of him being his brother is Dustin Rose being in this match. And I love Dan Lambert and the Medity Year pointing that out later on in the night and saying, How am I ranked and not in this match? And I've been chasing the TNT championship. And how does Dustin get in this freaking match? I was I was utterly <laughs> confused. They tried to explain it, and I was like, just say he's Cody's brother. <laughs> just say he's Cody's brother. Call it a day. I mean, didn't they kind of do that? Didn't they say, wasn't there some kind of line about yeah. me and this, that? Yeah. That thing? D d no, but Excalibur tried to make it sound good. Like, oh, no, you know, we're not just putting him in because he's his brother. He's won 17 of his last 20 matches. <laughs> like, what? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Those 17 matches was against all the losers on AEW Dark. Come on. <laughs> Basically, they couldn't just come out and say, we need somebody to lose to Sammy. That's why we're not putting Scorpio Sky or anybody else in this match, because we need somebody who's going to lose to Sammy Guevara. And we always can count on Dustin to do that. Come on, Dustin. Come on, lose. Lose this big high-profile match. Brian Danielson, Malachi Black, Brody Lee, <laughs> Dustin. We always can count on Dustin to lose to all these guys. Hey, but that's what a good veteran does, man. He puts over the younger talent. So, yeah, all right. This, 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 the way, thank you for explaining it to me. And you know, some other people will explain. I'm sitting here, I'm like, what? why do you need an interim champion? Because Cody's not going to be out that long. Like, he's not hurt. It's COVID protocols. He'll be back on Dynamite. This didn't make any damn sense to me. You added another title match later on in the night anyway. Granted, it's the FTW title, but it just didn't seem like this. This would just seem like a very convoluted way of going about it, but whatever. We get Sammy Guevara tomorrow night. So By the time this was on, I was so stunned by SmackDown. 
I wasn't hearing anything. I'm like, I, I hear you. I, I mean, but y'all acting like like it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to be back very soon because I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, as someone that can relate with Cody and you should too, Rick, being a new father. If yeah. I got COVID and I got to go back home and chill for a while to get back healthy, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go right back to work and put my daughter that just was born. She's not even one years old. I'm not going to put her at risk. So we don't know if Cody going to be back next week. He may, he, may take, he may take some time off and try to wait for this whole Omarion thing, which is everybody seems to be either getting a flu, a cold, or the whole thing. He might just say, you know what? Let, let Sammy be Eaterum champion for a little bit. Could do That'd that. be good. Could See, sometimes that. guys missing, it helps everybody else. Mm-hmm. I wish something would help Raw. I mean, SmackDown. Nothing. Maybe, <laughs> hey. maybe if the whole group didn't show up. It might help the show. That was an understandable mistake calling tonight Raw. It was understandable. <laughs> it's understandable getting Raw and SmackDown confused after tonight's show. If I had All to watch right. Raw, I wouldn't know what I'd that, That'd be three hours. Well, we watched three hours. Yeah, I know, but at least we got a different show. Yeah, we got we got a lot of wrestling. It, in the, okay, uh, if, in you, if you compared the show tonight, who had the better show? Rampage, probably yeah. Are you saying AEW? I, I think there's more stuff to talk about coming out of SmackDown, but I think Rampage was was a better watch. So if yeah, that makes any sense, SmackDown was more newsworthy, but Rampage yeah. was was an easier watch. Yes, that is true. Rampage didn't have uh, happy talk though. Uh, let's talk about uh, <laughs> talk about your boy. Hey, That's that is great. that that is the best part. Talk didn't about have Madcap Moss and Corbin on it. We had Hook versus Aaron Solo tonight. Hook looked good. We had uh, – he looks crisp. He looks clean. He looks fine. This match was okay. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot spectacular that happened in it. But Hook looked great. Yeah, uh, he did. And, and that's, all they, that's all they wanted. Yeah. He looked great. I think him – him giving the side suplex to QT Marshall was uh, the best part of the entire thing. But uh, he, he's three and zero. Oh, the hair looked great. SP three, holler at your boy. We got they did get the hookers chance going. Yo, you know, did you hear that? <laughs> I was like, yo, I felt, I felt so, I felt so recognized and acknowledged in that moment when they chanted, "We are hookers." I was like, yo, people been hearing me. People been hearing me. Yes, where my hookers at? Where my hookers at? I'm the number one hooker out on these streets, and hookers are going across the nation. Uh, my, my boy looked good once again. He's a monster. He's the best thing going in professional wrestling and network television today. I agree. He got a great look, and the less he talks, the more over he'll be. Can he talk much? You ever heard him talk? Yeah. I mean, just in real life. Well, well I heard, I've heard him talk. None of y'all have heard him talk because, you know, I'm the number one hooker out in these streets. So I've had, I've had conversations with Ty, I mean, hook. Y'all can, I don't want to put out his real name, his real government, but go ahead. <laughs> Good. I do like Taz on commentary, just sounding like the proud papa that he is. Like he's hearing everybody chanting, we are hookers. I mean, yeah, man. Like that's that's the, the the whole hook phenomenon 
has been great for Hook, obviously, but just for Taz as well. You can hear the pride in him come out on commentary, and it makes all of this that much uh, that much better. He would be easy to get heat on, too. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't do it now, though. I'd push him and push him and push him and, and just listen to the people, and they'll tell you when it's time to do something with him. Yeah, I think they got to keep keep doing these basically glorified squash matches. Where yeah, he's absolutely. Going to look dominant. Have him beat more more lower tier opponents. Some of the guys that you'd see on dark and this, that, and the other thing. And eventually you'll put him up against the big name and people will lose their damn minds. But Cody versus hook for the TNT championship. It's full circle because yep, would... Cody, Cody was the one that introduced hook last March. He was the one that first brought up Hook, and he actually was a part of the training for Hook. So it just makes too much sense. That should be the end game for this Cody Rose TNT run and the end game for Hook in this like first stage of his career. Well, I wouldn't even use end game. I'd say start game. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, when, he would, that's when he would get started. Yeah. Now he's ready to go. I still so when you put mind. him in there with a name and he holds his own, that's when he's over. And the people, if you push him 10 weeks, 15, whatever it takes, finally when you put him in there on a pay-per-view with Cody, the people will be ready for that. And that would be an easy, easy match. I mean, just, just on the people watching it. And Cody could put, they could put that together so well. Probably almost, it has actually match of the year on it because of the investment of fans. Because they want to see him win so bad. That that is, and what a way to you, turn you, Cody you, heel. Yeah, I mean, well, Cody's a pretty much already a heel. But like, if you take a hot AEW crowd who is already over the moon for for Hook and loves to boo Cody Rhodes, that is a combustible situation right there. Yes. That would be the potential to be the hottest damn crowd uh in all of of WWE or oh, WWE. See Cody's doing that right. He knows they're booing him but he's not acknowledging it. So well, he's, acknowledge, that, he's acknowledging that it but not openly. Like yeah. he's well, yeah, not directly. But, but he's going about the same way he was doing things before. So and that's by design. He knows what he's doing. So it's actually when you watch something like that he knows what he's doing, and I appreciate that. Because a lot of guys, green guys, they would just they would go ahead and hop with it. Mm-hmm. So, girls had a good match, Rick. Yeah, I, I like this match a lot. Uh, Who was that so girl hard. that teamed up with uh, Britt? What's her name? Jamie Hader. Hader. She's pretty good. Boy, she gave that knee that time. The Soho. Wow. She's aggressive in the ring. Everything yeah. she hits, it's on point. It's very crisp. So like, so so like, there is you know the fans like me of hook are hookers. You could you could be a player hater and be a fan of Jamie Hater. So <laughs> it's the uh, they, they had a good match. Yeah, the finish is uh, builds more intrigue for tomorrow night's matchup at Battle of the Belts between Riho and and Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. They continue to play on this card that Britt Baker has never beat uh, Riho. And again, tonight it was Riho getting the pin victory over Jamie Hayter. Do you think there's a, 
a chance in hell that Riho walks away with the AW Women's Championship tomorrow night? No. No. Britt Baker is definitely walking out with the AEW Women's World Championship. But I think that we're coming close to the end of her run. I think Revolution, I think they may go to uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa there. So I think Thunder Rosa is going to be the woman that dethrones Britt Baker. Oh, that's who you like. You, You love Thunder Rosa, don't you? See I, mean, I mean, I mean, there's like oh, no. There proof it is. Of that. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Fans, I just want to tell you that every time Sid talks about Rosa, he's a little biased. So, oh, you this, say this photo has been sitting in here. You said Rick does. Wait a minute. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Who now, put that picture? Long- who put who put that picture up? Did you do that, Rick? I did, yes. Okay. I think Sid was going for it, though. <laughs> I think we were, was, on the, uh, okay, yeah, guys, we were one of the same mind. The last match I didn't watch, I, I saw the interview, and I saw them walk out of the screen. They said, no need to listen to this, and they attacked them, which is pretty good, I thought. So how did the last match end? Uh, with Chris Jericho making the save. I, will want, I do want to say one thing about the, the main event. Do you think WWE saw this main event beforehand? Because it, I found it very intriguing that we got two different shows with a main event with a street fight in it. They were tag matches, and we had a dude who was duct taped to the rope. Like There were some similar spots in both of these matches, and one match was pre-taped. WWE was like, that out there. It was like, you know what? We're going to give them Usos and New Day in a street fight. To Taping themselves that. up. And we're going to duct tape Xavier Woods to the rope, damn it. I thought I thought the six-man tag was significantly more wild than the SmackDown match. Uh, yeah. The SmackDown the SmackDown match just felt like every other Usos, New Day match that I've seen. Just Except with some tables. Armor. Just with some tables, some armor. Uh, the the helmet the helmet spot which was cool the, I, they had a fun a fun uh, fun street fight as well but even though I haven't been into this feud with 2.0 and Danny Garcia and Eddie Kingston Santana and Ortiz you felt like these guys did not like each other and that's what made this a little bit more on Eddie Kingston so but I like the the finish with Santana and Ortiz winning with the double team makes them look strong they're still the most underappreciated tag team in all of AEW now that Jurassic Express are tag team champions I hope Santana and Ortiz are somewhere in the line of of next contenders yeah I actually do think that was my favorite spot of the night you brought it up, the helmet shot where, where Xavier has the, the, the helmet on and he gets super kicked and he completely no-sells it and he just looks back and <laughs> just stares <laughs> down the camera. That popped me. I know there were some people who were making fun of it and saying, well, why is there armor under the ring? Why are there kendo sticks under the ring every damn week? All right? Yeah. Obviously, the New Day planted it there. It's not that hard to figure out, okay? Yeah. Uh, they did have some fun in that match, and that was the thing. It was more of a fun street fight versus more of a, a, a blood we hate you we're gonna beat the holy shit out of you kind of street fight because eddie kingston took some shots uh in this matchup he got his ass beat tonight but i mean that's just who i think he likes that i think he does no he does he likes that he's he's very much in the same cloth as a john moxley yeah he just absolutely loves getting his ass kicked for sure talking about going under the ring i got a good gimmick 
you got this team called the magicians and they go up under the ring, but they never come out and they disappeared. And you lift the, <laughs> you lift the, the quilts up around it. And they're not worried. Mad Cat Moss. Do what now? I think that's what they should do for Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. I agree with you on that. <laughs> but, like, Sid, but Sid, we had Cor- in, in, in truth here, Corbin was a much better character when he was broke. You I don't know why they ruined it. Oh, yeah. Why they ruined it. They take it and make a mess, and it's just horrible. It's embarrassing. To, it's almost embarrassing. They have ruined a great character. But you didn't like him when he was broke. I didn't like him when he was broke. You don't like I don't him like anyway. him. I don't like him with money either. No, I don't either. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like Mad Cat Moss. And I'm talking about the characters, not the gentlemen themselves, because I think they're both good in the ring. I think Mad Cat Moss could be a lot more than some cackling hyena. But for whatever reason, somebody back there likes this. Somebody, somebody back there likes this. Somebody back there thinks that this is getting getting heat, the right kind of heat. Yeah, with me. <laughs> I, they get every time they get on screen, you know, just I, it makes me hot. These guys never but, get a week off because how can you not see yeah. that they're not getting like, over? They're on TV every, every week. week. We have There was no Sasha Banks tonight. We haven't seen Shotzi in like four weeks at this point. I mean, there was a there was a week. Drew McIntyre pre-injury had more weeks off than Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. These guys are on. Every damn week. This gimmick is not good. It's not. On more than Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman had a week test had two weeks off. Yes. Mm-hmm. This gimmick is mm. not good. It's not getting the right kind of heat. Nobody, no. nobody likes this. And I, I and I talked with Drew McIntyre about this ahead of his match with Madcap at day one. And Drew was, you know, defending this gimmick. And I will disagree with Drew. Respectfully, I will disagree with Drew. This is not. These aren't good heel characters. They're not. They're just, no. Nobody cares about these guys. They, they just want them off of their TV screen. And I guarantee. And that was the line of the night. Pat McAfee saying, we just lost 2 million viewers while you guys were in the ring. And he was probably <laughs> close to right. He's probably <laughs> is right because I wanted to turn the channel. And I get paid to watch this show. And I wanted to turn the channel. And I really could not. I could never really get back into SmackDown no. after that segment. Yeah. Actually I, wanted, I actually, I want him to get beat now. I'm like almost a fan. Get beat and get off. Do it as quick <laughs> as you can do it. That's even better. 30 seconds, do it. Well, let's watch the phrasing there. All right. But uh, anyway, so <sighs> was there anything else that we didn't get into tonight? Well, we got a super chat donation here from uh, $10. Moan Sander, uh, Monet Sanders, uh, who says they might pull a Drew Brock with Rhea Charlotte. Charlotte was very specific about the Rumble making stars. Rhea could eliminate Charlotte and win and challenge and finally beat her at WrestleMania. Ha! Like, y'all still believe this? Y'all still holding on to this Rhea Ripley is going to be Charlotte player at WrestleMania? Ha! I guess he told you money, Sanders. <laughs> we we've lost Sid. All right, Sid, I got a question for you. People still believe this. I got a question for you, Sid. What's more likely to happen? What is more likely to happen? Rhea gets her win over Charlotte or Bianca gets her win over Becky? 
Because you don't think either one's happening. No. I don't think either one's happening at WrestleMania this year. I mean, maybe we get maybe to SummerSlam next this year. Is... We'll get we'll get Bianca and Becky. We'll get that before Rhea and Charlotte. That's okay. I'll say that. You spend all of this time getting Bianca over, and then you beat her and don't do nothing with her. What is the end game of that? That is so. It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, Rick, I, I, they, I, Rick thinks Bianca versus Becky at WrestleMania. He thinks I do. They, he thinks they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make good on this story. If, if Bailey is not healthy, yeah, that's the logical storyline. And I I hate when people say, well, they haven't done anything with Bianca since. They put her in a feud. She was on TV. She won all of her matches decisively. She's not in the title picture as she wasn't in the title picture for a couple of months because yeah, she had lost to to Becky Lynch. By the way, Becky Lynch had to cheat every damn time to win. They have protected Bianca Belair. She looked incredibly good in her feud versus Dewdrop, and now she has an opportunity to get a women's title shot. It's not like they took her off of television for like six weeks at a time like they have done with other competitors. Bianca Belair has been on TV. She has been featured. She has looked incredible in those matches. She will get back to being in the main event picture sooner rather than later. And yes, if Bailey is not, it is not healthy, I think it will happen at WrestleMania. You got to read between the lines for the fact that women who aren't in the title picture, Sid, and you know this, there is no guarantee that they are going to be on TV or even have a storyline at all. The fact that they even gave them a secondary feud with Dewdrop tells me that they still had plans for her down the line. Didn't mean to make you mad. Calm uh, down, you, Rick. You were just the straw that broke the camel's back because I keep seeing so many people saying, "What? A, they've ruined Bianca. They stopped her push. No, they hadn't ruined her. Not ever ruined her. They just no, haven't done not anything. Ruined her. <clears throat> no, they have. You, There's a difference between not doing anything, which is introducing Tony Storm and then taking her off TV for six weeks, or having Liv Morgan get the biggest pop and money in the bank and then taking her off TV for six weeks. That's doing nothing with them. They actually had Bianca Belair on TV in a feud without a title. They don't do that a whole lot. They just don't. They could have taken her off TV for weeks at a time. We've seen them do that with her. They introduced her when they first brought her up from NXT, and then she was off TV for the entire summer. They don't tell me that they did nothing with her. We've seen what doing nothing looks like. There's a big difference. That is all I'm saying. Well, who was she in the angle with? The last few weeks do drop. And <laughs> she won. That's doing nothing. No, there is a Boy, big damn difference between doing nothing money bags. and having a secondary feud with somebody else on the on the lower part of the roster. A secondary feud which they gave them no story. They just had three matches. Where where Bianca beat her by DQ twice, and then beat her by pinfall. Yeah, that's a great feud. That's a great. That's a great non-title feud. Yes, I didn't say it was great. They but it's did something with nothing. her, but almost didn't do nothing with her. Exactly. I mean, she was there. She was <laughs> she's there. there. But, but that's what that's what Rick saying. Rick saying she's still there. She's still on TV. Has she lost? Has she huh? been punked out? Is she getting pies thrown in her dog? I didn't, I didn't say it she could be was, a hell of a lot worse, ladies and I gentlemen. Didn't, I didn't say she was buried. I said we she's see been what, doing nothing. We see and what the pie, with Dewdrop is doing nothing. Yeah, we see what the pie in the face does. 
I bet you, dude. Drops somebody to quit for the Raw Women's Championship. I bet you. Watch. I bet you she wins on Monday. Then you're gonna say Becky Lynch ain't doing nothing because she's feuding with Dewdrop. Yeah, any, anyone who feels with Dewdrop ain't doing nothing. I will not sit here and let you guys just disparage Piper Niven like that. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I am a fan. <laughs> I am a fan of Viper. You just I'm called her nothing. Uh, hey, Dewdrop. I'm calling. I'm calling the character Dewdrop nothing. Feuding with the feuding with Dewdrop is nothing. Because look at the president that has been set down. Eva Marie feuded with Dewdrop. Fired. Alexa Bliss feuded with Dewdrop. She's been injured. <laughs> like, like, you're not on TV after you feud with Dewdrop. I'm just saying. It's almost a little better than just firing you. They just do that with you just to keep you. Exactly. Just to keep her on TV. If you, Sid, if you think that if you think that Bianca Belair is on the same playing field as Eva Marie, I don't know what to tell you. There, there, this, this, this is like, okay, this right here is getting released. This right here is being in catering. And then right here, slightly above being in catering, yeah. you know, with Dewdrop. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I think Rick got a little irritated. I any, think any he's, final, he's, he's irritable comments, today concerns, comments, concerns, thoughts, <laughs> final thoughts before we wrap up tonight, gentlemen. Sid, plug your damn show tomorrow. Check out my wrestling YouTube channel, True Hill Heat. True Hill Heat 157. We go live at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and special guest, Rich Fan of PW Torch. We will be discussing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 16, uh, the releases of William Regal and Samoa Joe, Hangman versus Brian 2, plus much, much more. True Hill Heat 157, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. And check me out with Rick on Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. What's the name of that? Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Pro Wrestling. I'm going to listen to it. Yes. I'm going to crap out of it. We are available anywhere and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, We are on four or five days a week. Schedule is constantly changing. We were going to be on tomorrow. Some scheduling conflicts came up. So we're going to recap Rampage, SmackDown, Battle of the Belts, Hard to Kill. We're going to do all of it. And we're going to be on Sunday morning at 7 a.m. is when that podcast will drop. 7 a.m.? It's available at 7 a.m. It's not going live at 7 a.m. It's available. It's available all day. I was thinking about getting up at 7 or 6.30. Aren't you up at like 4 a.m. every morning anyway? I am, but I'm sleepwalking. Ah, that's fair. That's, that's what fair. I'm doing. We like, to, we like to put it out early so people can listen on their drive into work every oh, day. Good. I know not a lot of people get up that early on Sundays, but still, the option is oh, there. Oh, yeah. Thinking, before you thinking. Go to, before ahead. you go to church, listen to... Oh, yeah. There you go. To, to be go. forgiven for your sins, Rick. Yes. We know you're a sinful that. man anyway. He's a hey, sinner. I'm writing my third book called Idiots I Have Known. Rick, you and Sid will be in the first chapter. I want you to know that. And uh, hey, check me out on Twitter, uh, Dirty D Mantel. I'm doing a like a pictorial right now, and it goes back. I didn't know I had all these pictures, but I put them up, and it's interesting to see. You see things from 30 years ago, 20 years ago, from when I was in TNA, when I was in WWE, but pretty interesting. Dirty D Mantel at Twitter. And I'm going to try to get verified here within the next two or three years. 
<laughs> yeah, you and me both. Uh, Sid already pimped all my stuff. Believe in pro wrestling. Uh, please follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check out believe.com. Just go into the search bar, search pro wrestling. We will pop right up. We are the only one in the entire network that covers professional wrestling. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're working on a lot of special stuff for, for 2022. So please, uh, listen to us, uh, follow us along and follow us on Twitter. Our, uh, handles are right there. Everybody else appreciate your weekend. Or enjoy your weekend. Appreciate your time. It's late. I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed now. Have a See great you night. guys.